Early morning, the stupa at Chitre, recorded February 15, 2021. It had been a long trek north, skirting the border between Sikkim and Nepal, originating in the West Bengal town of Mane Banjong, a 28-kilometer jeep ride from Darjeeling. The mountain peak of Sandakvu, high on the Himalayan Singalia Ridge, was the destination. It sits at an elevation of 12,000 feet, from which the peaks of four of the five highest mountains in the world are clearly visible, Everest, Kanchenjunga, Makalu, and Latse. Most of the trek, expected to take nine days, had been uphill, along rocky paths through the brilliance of colorful subalpine flowers, rhododendrons, magnolias, orchids, and always off to the west, the unsettling awe of sublime Himalayan giants. The third overnight of the trek was spent with a Tibetan family in Chitre, a farming hamlet along the trail. The western trekker and her Nepali guide arrived just after dark. Their accommodations were in a small stone hut between the family's home and their cow pasture. The hut was furnished with two straw mattresses and a small stone kiln for heat and tea water. After a meal of vegetables and rice, sleep had come easily. Even though she was only three days into the trek and the forested route had been easier than what was to come in the days ahead, the Westerner was sore and tired. In the early morning she awoke. Looking out the window, all was foggy, deep gray. As her guide was still asleep, the Westerner quietly dressed and went outside to look around. Chitre was tiny, just a tea house, hiker's hut, and small homes and farm buildings perched on a grassy ridge top. Through the thick mist, she saw a Tibetan chorten, or stupa, down the hill. Her attention drawn, she found the path leading to it. As she approached, the gray seemed to lighten. Hearing nothing but her own breathing, alone in the wet mountain fog, now in the presence of the stupa, a heightened awareness, far-reaching and serene, blossomed in her mind. She could sense no meaningful difference between inside or outside, no notion of Western mind or Himalayan fog, no feeling of disorder or freedom, just an impression of abundance arising from the depths of her being, embracing everything. In the distance, a cowbell, muffled. The raw fog swirled around the stupa. As the Westerner observed the movement of her thoughts, she knew intuitively at that moment her mind had eclipsed familiar boundaries. Nothing being experienced scantily. There was no confusion, all spontaneous and through the haze, luminous. She sat on the wet grass alongside the stupa. She gazed westward into the fog-enveloped vastness before her. Those immense mountains were out there in the distance. She couldn't see them through the mist, but she treasured their presence. Then a thought, a certainty actually, of this stupa being a sort of Bodhi tree, with her sitting with it, ethereally connected, experiencing as much of the awakened mind as was possible at that moment for her to do. An insight arose 
unambiguous and genuine, with a clarity unlike anything she had ever known. Notions of the duality of gross and subtle thoughts, light and dark, heavy and weightless, no longer applied. There was no individuality, no standalone independence. She was then and always had been and would be dependently and responsibly one with anything she could visualize, an aspect of an infinite relativity. Her being was, as all things are, without intrinsic reality, limited to her and her alone, uniquely essenceless, just an ongoing being sharing the simple affinity of and with everything else, profound and yet so simple, clear and undeniable, a sensibility she knew she would never forget. At that instant, prodigious freedom washed over her as the tiring, confining cares of self fell away. In their place, the blossoming of an infallible confidence born of the certainty that everything appearing to her, anything she perceived, could no longer affect her for better or worse, were no longer capable of provoking any hope or fear. Concepts melted into the morning fog atop this Himalayan ridge. What was and wasn't had become meaningless. There was only uninterrupted awareness within which mental activity was mere chatter. Reverently, the Westerner reached out and rested her hand on the stupa step. As she did, its golden spire seemed to illume. With this, the Mani Mantra of its own accord arose in a slow dance through her mind. Om Mani Pame Hum, Om Mani Pame Hum, Om Mani Pame Hum, Om Mani Pame Hum. The connection was clear to her. Yes, of course. A smile, a gentle lean forward into the exquisite beauty of her mind. After some time, a cow mooed off in the distance, and then a chill. So very far from family and friends, having given mind birth to the most perfect place she had ever been, the Westerner rose and headed back to brew some warm tea and prepare to leave for the village of Megma, the next stop on her trek. Thank you for listening. This recording is a product of the Chen Rizik Project, a Tibetan Buddhist study and practice group centered in Duval, Washington, and with a national online presence. You can learn more about the Chen Rizik Project at our website, www.chenrizikproject.org. That's C-H-E-N-R-E-Z-I-G project.org. Our background music, titled Jellyfish, was composed and performed by the San Francisco Bay Area musician Bobby Vega. It appears on his album, Matters of the Heart. More about Bobby and his music at his website, www.bobbyvega.com, that's B-O-B-B-Y-V-E-G-A.com, or, as he is very findable online, you can simply Google his name or look for his numerous videos on YouTube. 
we remain grateful to Bobby for his friendship, his talents, and his generosity. My name is Mark Winwood.